Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Craze Cast, the podcast run by the fans for the fans that brings you closer to the action. My name is Roxy, and today I'm joined by my fellow host, Jay and Amber. Hi. To keep up with all our content, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, all at Craze Magazine and YouTube The Craze for exclusive interviews as they come up. Before we begin, we'd like to give a big shout out to our Patreons that helped make this episode possible. Big thanks to Danielle, Stuart, Mian, and Brianne for their support. If you're interested in joining our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash magazine to check out all the great perks we have for our members. So, how's everybody doing? I don't know about you guys, but I am trying to do Christmas as aggressive as possible this year because everything else has been shitty. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I have to spend it by myself. Same. Just it's okay. Me too. Me too. It's okay. Oh, yes. Uh, we are recording. Well, technically, at least in Korea, it's past, but it is Amber's birthday. Which is. Happy birthday. It's technically her birthday here on the state side, so... Thanks, guys. Fun fact, I share my birthday with the eclectic uncle of K-pop, JYP. I swear, the the post for him, funny AF. I screamed when I saw, like, the preview. I was like, oh, my God, they're actually going to do it. Yeah, before we posted plastic pants, JYP, this year for his birthday post. And before it went up, like, the social team had some fun with it. And we're glad we did because it's got like the most shares that we've gotten on a post in a while. So who would not share plastic pants, JYP? That was, I don't even like JYP, but I'm still like, that was fire. All hail the eclectic uncle of K-pop. Speaking of Christmas, have you guys gotten your Christmas shopping done? Because <laughs> I haven't. I just did it all on Amazon this year because all my family's at home and all of my friends here in Korea were like, we're just going to get drunk in our houses this year. It's fine. I did. I did all of my shit early uh, just because like, I know how bad it gets <laughs> and I probably have to help my grandparents with it too. So I've been wrapping gifts all week. I have yet to start wrapping gifts. <laughs> Oops. Girl, you got like a week. A week and a half. Put your act together. <laughs> I know. I know. I I will. I will. So all the talk about birthdays today actually brings us to what we're going to talk about. So I wrote an article about K-pop birthday events. And for those who don't know, K-pop fans do birthday events in style. Um, I know Roxy and Jay are familiar with it, but a big thing are cup holders. Um, I've never been to a cup holder event in America. How do those work there? Truth be told, uh, I have not gone to one either. So like most recently there's a, there's like a Korean dessert boba place kind of near where I am um, that me and my friends go to. And I didn't even know this was happening until like I looked at their Instagram story, but somebody had set up like a uh, BTS cup sleeve event there for Jin uh, like a week ago. And that's the first one I've seen in my area um, but then again, I don't pay that much attention. A lot of people tend to do it like in DC proper and like, I'm too fucking lazy to go into the middle of the city, to be honest. I have had actual experience, not only going to one, but also helping out with a cup sleep event. I helped with an eighties one, but, um, I don't know obviously how it goes in Korea, but 
the few that I've been to, um, I've definitely collected a lot of cup sleeves. Um, usually the ones I've attended the most of or seen the most of as of right now where I am has been BTS ones. So in the ones that I have been to, the um, some of the boba shops actually have curated drinks for the event itself. So usually they'll book a weekend. So usually it'll last like two days or even one day depending. And in order for you to get the cup sleeve, you obviously have to purchase uh, a beverage. It doesn't have to be the curated drink itself, but you must get a drink of some sort. And that's how you're given the cup sleeve. And sometimes these organizers, and I know what, for what me and my friends did is that aside from the cup sleeves, we gave out stickers as well. And the BTS ones are the ones where it's gotten a little bit more elaborate where there's actually like um, artists, like local artists who are fans of BTS or people who come out that actually sell their own merchandise as well. So you'll see pins, you'll see clothing, you'll see a lot of prints, um, a lot of stickers, a lot of, yeah, all of those kind of things, especially for the BTS one, that is like a huge deal from where I am at. And it's really cool, like, cause you don't get to see that. And like a lot of, at one point, one, one of the shops is so busy, the lineup, like just to even get into the front, like took a, an hour just to get it because it's so popular and the the cup sleeves are really really well made so that's my experience with what I've had I haven't been to anyone's in LA just yet but I'm pretty sure those are just as massive as the ones from where I'm at I like to hearing hear that. about hearing about other people selling their stuff at the event kind of just made me like make a face because here in Korea that that's how you get beat up the fan sites do not play here um so the way they work here is they usually post like a graphic of the cup sleeve and when you arrive you buy your drink you get your freebies um and a lot of the times the fan site is there so sometimes you can buy their merchandise but lord help you if you try to sell your own Uh. I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I guess it makes sense if the fan site's the one that paid to run this, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, free market, let everybody bring their things so people can buy shit. Right, and I think what's different, um, I well, there's been a couple of other ones where like the fan site itself like took other people like, oh, we're willing to have like ship our cup sleeves to you just you know like just take them as is and here's all the freebies and there have been a couple of shops where like that's the only freebie but with some of the other ones like the ones that like for example the ones that we did um me and my friends this was just a group of friends coming together and wanting to have the cup sleeve and designing a cup sleeve and it's we're not using um fan site pictures we're using like official pictures on the cup sleeves itself and editing them that way and um and they're free anyway all you need to do is purchase a drink from the shop so it supports the local business and it's just a group of friends who who come together and just like I just want to have an 80s event I just want to have a BTS event I know one of my friends was wanting to do a twice one but COVID happened 
and that never fell, fell through. So I think that's that. what I think that's what the difference is, is that in Korea, like the actual fan site that runs it is present. And here it's not necessarily fan sites that are doing it. It's just people that want to have an event. So in that case, it makes more sense that it would, you know, have people gather to sell their stuff too. Yeah, here it's like, think about it like an exhibition, which those also happen here. Like that's a whole nother thing we can get into. The fan site, they do this as a way to like promote the artist. And they actually have to pay these cafes to rent out the space and decorate. And the cafe will distribute the cup sleeves if you're not there. Unlike um, America, where it's like a weekend in Korea, it's like a week long thing. So you just show up. Right. I think in with the pandemic, I think um, I haven't been to any any of them. I think where I'm I'm at, it just doesn't have the capacity to handle um, just having cup sleeves event. But like when I see like places like in L.A., they're still holding events Um, at this point. It's like obviously you can't linger around or anything like that. Um, you actually have to make a reservation if you want to come and pick up a cup sleeve now um, because they need to, you know, facilitate how many people are in the shop and everything like that makes sense. Um, but I've seen other places where the person who's holding the event isn't even there and it's just like, come in, just whatever drink um, you want, you can actually get the cup sleeves itself like oh I want that one and usually a lot of leftovers end up getting given out given out anyway because sometimes we order too much and you're just like um I'm out speaking of that um currently right next to me <laughs> I have a life-size cardboard cutout of Park Jimin uh that was used at one of these events how I came to acquire that is our lovely editor Mian is moving and wanted to give some stuff that we can have for giveaways so I just have a life-size Park Jimin now that they got from a one of these um like cup sleeve events that was in DC it was like in Georgetown so I'm gonna have fun with that on Christmas I think I'm gonna hide them around and scare my family is it gonna be a Jimin on the shelf instead of an elf on the shelf dude he can't even fit on the shelf he's so big (laughs) I'm like dead ass life-size it's weird. I like opened it and my mom screamed. <laughs> I wish that was on camera. I would have loved to see that. He was like, he was just chilling in my trunk and on my social media. I was like, I'm picking up a gym and y'all want something. So I talk about a couple of things they do for birthdays in the article. The first one are like ads, billboard ads, uh, digital ads. We most recently saw that V got an ad in Time Magazine, which fun fact, guys, for a full page ad in Time Magazine that starts in the six figures. So, okay, how, where do they get this money? I have never been able to figure this out. Do they self-fund it? Are they just A lot of it's like crowd-raised and self-funded. Like, it's really weird, but it's also really cool. Like, go you. I want to know how to do this. (laughs) Like, I wonder how much- how much does it cost to even like you know because we see even people doing birthday ads in new york times square and getting it there and you're like how did you do that, that those are five figures okay <sighs> i would rather pay off my student debt i'm not gonna lie to you same though but just thinking about that i know recently i went to 
a birthday event for our Lord and Savior Kim Hong Jung. And he, the fan site, did a digital ad on the front of Coex Mall. And for those who know who Coex, what Coex Mall is, it's the largest mall in South Korea, or one of the largest malls. And his Kim Hong Jun, in all of his big-headed glory, was on this like 25-foot screen. It's like 25 foot tall, but like 100 and something foot wide. And it was like this digital ad that ran for like 20 seconds. And I'm just like, God, to keep that big ass LED board lit, that had to cost her some bank. So I remember like when I started getting into K-pop that like that was before people were spending money for ads on Times Square. Um, So the only time and that was before even like cup sleeve events and shit were happening. Like people just didn't get together for idol birthdays. But I remember that like every, you would always see like the ads in the subway in Korea, like the fan signs would tweet about it and people would go to that. And it's just interesting to see how that has transformed into like straight up billboard ads on Times Square. Like that's crazy. Or One of the like, big things. Go ahead, Jay. Me? Yes. Oh, or I was going to add on to Oxy. Like it's not even like, just in the states too like you'll see it in big like other big cities across the world and you're like how did you do that oh my god like in Abu Dhabi or in Singapore and I'm like whoa that's some bank it's crazy but it's really interesting that like the scale of these events can be from the smallest little you get a cup sleeve and a banner and maybe some stickers all the way to um one of the events I did for um who was it it was for Jin this year that we got like a reusable cup with our purchase like if we were one of the early visitors to get our drink um you could get a reusable cup and I'm like fan goods like this this you won't get these in America so I'm just like, this is nuts. Do you know how expensive it is to make those? It's expensive. Cup, getting manufactured cup sleeves here in the States is expensive. No, I'm not talking like cup sleeves, but like actual reusable tumblers. What? That's what I'm trying to say. Like those are expensive. When you're just trying to get cup sleeves here in the States and get that manufactured, it's expensive still. Just cup sleeves it really, alone. It's like, crazy. Imagine reusable cups. I'm like, what? I mean, I know eventually when I move back, like after experiencing like birthday, idol birthday culture here in Korea, I would want to help bring some of that home. Um, But the one thing that America kind of misses out on are exhibitions that are usually held around birthdays or sometimes in off days. So a exhibition is the fan site. You pay like five or six thousand won, so like four or five dollars. And you get like a bag of goodies, but also it's like a museum exhibit of your idol's face. And it's just like, you're walking around looking at art. But the thing is, you get to buy this art. So I'm like staring at like a, like a giant ass canvas of Kim Hong Joon's face I bought for my birthday this year. If you happen to go to a Hobie one, I will send money. I'm so sad that like the mini money exhibit, the one photo that I wanted, someone already bought. I was so upset. 
was that the Invictus one and Honey Genie one? Yes. Yeah, there. If Invictus does another one, uh, there's a certain one too I want. So, I'll I'll DM you on that one. There is. I'm I'm super jealous about that because, I mean, um, it must have been Love Yourself. Was it Love Yourself or Speak Yourself tour? They did like so. I went to New York and and they had a exhibition in Brooklyn. Um, I think that was an official one. And my dog keeps snorting in the background. I don't know if you all hear that. <laughs> yeah. So, Lucy has to hang out today. Um, but yeah, there, that was the only exhibition I've ever been to. And I think that was like a planned one along with the tour. It was really, really cool. So I can't imagine like the fansite ones. They're actually like super classy looking too. Um, the one I did with Honey Junie and Invictus, which shout out, you guys are lovely fansite people, um, was like very classy like canvas mounted photos set up like any other art museum exhibit like each photo was numbered and you would go and tell her like hey I'd like to buy this photo off the wall and it's like if you were in a museum buying paintings like you would go up and like you'd put your little sticker on it once you paid the money for it it was it was like I felt like an adult like I turned 25 today and I still feel like I'm 12 but like when I go to those exhibits and make those big kid purchases I'm just like wow adulting I'm buying art except it's an idol's face exactly so birthday events the thing that I feel like you guys would you guys miss out on that kind of tires me out is the day of the birthday events doing the entire like relay of them for Jimin's birthday this year we had 12 events in Busan and we did all 12 in a day and like I was so overly caffeinated by the end of it I don't think I sat down for like hours sorry I I don't talk Lucy decided now was a great time to start screaming you're fine (laughs) um I can't say I've done 12, but it was also, you know, it's funny that for Jimin's birthday last year, I think I hit at least that weekend, I think I hit up all the places that were um, doing Jimin birthday cup sleeves. So I think I gained about like four or five and I had to like beg one of my friends like, please, I'm bobaed out, but please, can you help me? I just want the sleeve. That's it. And they're like, fine I'll help I'll help you I'm like you're a lifesaver thank you see what I do here if I don't want the drink I'll order the drink pay for the drink and just tell them not to make it be like please don't make the drink I just want the free stuff I'll just pay for it it's fine or some places they give you the option to get like canned drinks um one of my favorite places in Busan they do these like bottled drinks for birthday events so you can get your like your latte your ice latte in a little bottle and that way if you can't drink it right then you can just throw it in your bag for later my favorite ones though is the untraditional birthday cafe locations like the one for Yungi's birthday this year which was soju at a barbecue restaurant like Bruh, they put his what? face on the bottle it was great i i want that what the fuck what i want I think I still have extra Yoongi soju bottle stickers. I'll have to look in the morning. That is so on brand for me. I can't believe that I don't get to do that here. 
who knows you could just do that for yourself like do an event when the pandemic stops I I, I mean I feel like I, okay here's one thing that I don't know because like I've never been to one where do I find the information for all of this is it just on people on Twitter for which like, so how so how do I know if like an event is coming up so the hard way to go about it is on Twitter you need some basic Korean vocabulary if you're in Korea. Um, Usually the fan sites are tweeted out, but if there is like so many different fan sites, you use like the search term bar. So you'll need to know like the artist's name, how to write it in Korean, and then Sangul, which is birthday cafe, birthday cafe. And so you put that in the little search bar and it like populates and you'll be able to find it. Or um, there's this nifty difty app called Duxil that will aggregate everything inside their app and create like a nifty map for you. It's pretty cool. Um, at least what we did for the ones here in the States, um, it was basically through Twitter and word of mouth. That's how we were able to do it. Um, I can't, I think once you build the reputation of like, oh, we are having an event, another boba event or cup sleeve event, then it gets more popular. I do know that when we did the 80s one, there are people who came out from LA because LA wasn't, or like a little bit like San Bernardino, Riverside area, they traveled all the way down so that we can, they can even have an event or participate in an event because LA wasn't doing it or their area wasn't doing anything in relation to ATs like that. So it just depends on how much traction, if you are linked up with an official fan site, um, usually fan sites are pretty quick to like retweet, like, Oh, this location will be having, um, the cup sleeve in this city or blah, 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 blah. Or fan sites, um, will have like a signup sheet. And once everything's finalized, they'll like, they'll put out a big list of, okay, New York's having three locations. Here are the locations. There's only 1,000 cup sleeves available at this location. And it goes on for different cities like that. That's what I've been seeing, at least on my end. I think it's a little different when you navigate it in English. So like, that's a great thing that you explained. I usually go the Korean route for it because you can find ones that aren't necessarily done by fan sites and you end up learning more about the different like other events that could be happening I guess it's just like I don't know where to start with that you know what I mean like if there's like Twitter specifically that talk about where events are or if it's just the area that I'm in you know um I think the first thing to do is like aggregate your fan sites into different lists and if they're doing something or someone in their community like is connected to them doing something, they will retweet it or like they'll post about it. Um, but just searching for it, just like DC birthday cafes, Virginia DMV birthday cafes, stuff like that, just navigating that type of stuff. Another thing that fans tend to do around birthday time is they do charity work for events um one of the big ones is like donating uh pet supplies if their idol has a pet or donating like charcoal briquettes um do you have you guys heard about these different events I have and I think it's cool I really like and appreciate they're like oh you know it's not only going to whatever um like 
charity it's also helping out get our names out there and I was just like oh that's cool at least they have that and it's just not all about like give me your money and it's not always for birthdays that they do these events like anniversaries they do it for too like for ATs they had uh, anniversary cafes here and you'd go and you could get like different things for different artists and you were able to um, like celebrate ATs. Now, the thing with um, birthday events, at least in Korea, is that like it's not as social as I would imagine they are in America. Like you go with your little group, you get your stuff, you don't talk to other people, and then you leave. Yeah, I get the feeling that's not true here. <laughs> I think just because K-pop or some people at least consider K-pop like a niche thing in the United States that they get really excited and want to like meet other people that are into it that can be fun but it can also go in a bad direction because things like that can attract um like legitimate korea boos that are kind of scary to talk to i don't know if you guys have ever like experienced one of them before yeah unfortunately i have but yeah i i feel like it is definitely a place to like oh it's, it's similar to like KCON, but on a smaller scale, it's like, there are these people that like this group or like K-pop. Let me just talk about it, you know? And um, I mean, like there, there were a few instances where it did, at least what, from what I saw, I wasn't the one curating or anything, but I did find it like, oh, you're a different fandom promoting your stuff at this one. But like, it wasn't like it was like overly huge, you know? I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, you know, I get it. Or like sometimes like aside from just curating other things, like if they're a seller, curating things just to the specific group, they'll like, oh no, but like, I just don't work with group A. I also make things for group B, C, and D, stuff like that. Like here are like some of my examples, stuff like that. That's fine. But like when you just straight up roll out and you're like, oh, you're in a different fandom. This is a bit awkward. But, you know, we'll welcome you because we don't want to be solo stands or anything like that. Like, hello, there's nothing wrong with being a multi-fan, just saying. It, it's just, it's sometimes- There's it's nothing bit, wrong with solo stands either. There's like, nothing nothing wrong with that either. But it's just like, don't make people feel uncomfortable. It's like, oh, it's just like, oh, okay, cool. You you like a different group, but you're here to still like, it's for the whole entirety of K-pop. You're still here and you're still supporting. That's cool. I think that at least in America, it, the way that it started really is that because K-pop was a niche, it was like people tended to be more into the whole thing rather than a single group. Whereas in Korea, it's like a very specific, like this is for a BTS member, so don't bring anything else into it. But people in America, yeah, yeah they more have the mindset of like, we all like K-pop. Here's the groups I like. I'm going to add this here, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, you would, you don't mix if you can help it. I made the mistake of going to a BTS cup sleeve event and I was carrying my Stray Kids like tote bag because I was like coming, I was coming straight from work and I was like, I'm gonna pop by this cafe, get the cup and the cup sleeve and then go home. And the looks I got. you But like, you didn't even go in there and scream Stray Kids. Like, I don't understand how if you're carrying a bag, like you get side-eyed. It but like it had stay plastered across it. It was from our first gen uh, recruitment kit, 
So it was very obvious, but I think it also comes from like in Korea, it's not very common to like more than one group at a time. Right. As opposed to here where people like everything. (laughs) Oh, a hundred percent. It's, it's nuts, but I think they provide like a very unique look into like the K-pop world um, and like the fan psyche. I feel like if these entertainment companies knew how to harness what happens at these events, um, they they would be able to make money off of them. But I honestly hope they stay in the dark because I don't need them ruining a good thing. I would hope at least that the marketing teams of some of these groups would understand the value in allowing fans to sort of run their own thing. It's like an independence thing, right? It's somebody is promoting your brand for you, essentially. Um, And even if you don't have full control over it, it's like a, it's a unique thing that like, especially Western pop doesn't have. You don't, or at least I haven't heard about people being like, Ariana Grande cup sleeve event for her birthday. Like, that's just not a thing that happens. I mean, did you see that one Western artist was starting to have photo cards? I can't remember the name. It was like Sam. Is it Sean Mendes? Sam... Yeah, Sean Mendes. <laughs> he has photo cards now. And I'm just like, so are Sean Mendes stands going to start keeping photo cards in the back of their photo case now? Like, is that how we're going to find people now? That's interesting. I don't know. Maybe it's because, like, I mean, obviously it's successful because, like, if you talk to anybody that buys an album, they're like, I really just get it for the photo card because it's a reward, basically. Um, and people collect that shit. People spend extra money if they don't get the bias they want to go on a different site and buy it from somebody else. So, like, I see why he did it, but it'd be interesting to me to see if it works as well as it does for K pop or if it just comes off as kind of gimmicky because like his marketing team knows that it works there. So they try to do it. And then that seems a little bit less like genuine. Speaking of like photo cards in general, like when you buy a photo card, so, you know, NCT, um, their Renaissance album had like the super limited edition, like only 500 of them are available photo cards. Right. Have you seen the price of these on like these buyback sites i saw like a hindu photo card for like nine hundred dollars they're super expensive and i'm just like oh i i i guess like whoa whoa i guess but if you're a hardcore collector i mean some people are willing to drop the money for it nine hundred dollars though okay i've seen i've dead ass seen like AT's cards for like I think San is probably the one that goes the hardest Uh, my apologies for saying that in a very American way um (laughs) but like his cards can sometimes go for $50 and that's just for like a generic one that you could pull from an album I cannot imagine first of all I can't imagine anybody spending $50 for a card like my limit would be 20 and that's pushing it but like 900 fucking dollars no thank you I will print it out myself these are for like the limited edition like only 500 of them per member were available but like there's 23 members in nct so and imagine like you're you're a 23 member group and you buy an album but you're only given one photo card for that album yo okay i already get nervous in groups of seven like the chances of pulling my bias i cannot even begin to fathom the fear that goes into a 23 member group 
And, and you so, know, like with other groups, like, you know, nowadays you'll get more like it's just not a photo card. You'll get a postcard or a bookmark. Like you'll get a little bit other extra stuff. No, this with the NCT one. No, you're just going to get one photo card. That's it. It's so dumb. My I was just thinking like Roxy, you said the $50 for like a photo card. And I'm just like, I well, I guess I'll justify it by saying it's a broadcast card. So like broadcast cards are cards you can only get if you go to like a pre-recording. So when you go stand in the cold, be in the audience for music shows. And so there's only like 200 of that card available. I've I've paid $40 for a Bangtan broadcast card. So I guess I'm one of the people. <laughs> I mean, we all have our limit, right? I just, I can't imagine justifying that much money for like a photo card under any circumstances. And by I mean, that, like I mean 900? like 900. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'd rather pay my rent. Like, I got other adulting stuff that I got to care about. <laughs> like, I just can't be giving out $900 like that. And let's be fair, no kid has that money. So the only person that would buy it is an adult. And we have so many bills to pay all the time. Who has $900 laying around for a photo card? I was just looking at the listings and like Taeyong or Jaehyun, their photo cards are like upwards of like $1,500. And I'm like, fuck that. I mean, I'm not going to lie. If I needed to make some quick cash and I had that on hand, I might be trying to put it up for that much money and seeing if it works. I'm not a I saint. I mean, I did that with Map of the Soul Persona. Like, I'm, I'm, I bought the full set and made money then some by selling the photo cards. I mean, to for some people that's what they do is like I'm gonna buy the album, but I'm gonna sell these photo cards. Like I remember the special edition of School of Affair before they re-released it, right? Um, because that was a limited edition version. I saw people trying to sell that album for like two hundred to five hundred dollars. And look where where we're at now. It's like I could buy it for 50 <laughs> now that it's back on sale. Homie, I am so mad about that because I bought the, the special edition off of my friend and like a week later they announced that they were reprinting it. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I paid so much money for no reason. Sometimes it's just like, damn it, why weren't you here earlier? Like, uh, and you're like, I paid so much money. I shelled out so much money and then look where this is at. You couldn't have come a week earlier. I hate when they do limited print stuff because part of me is like, they'll probably reprint it at some point, but what if they don't? And then I have a collector problem. So it just makes my life difficult. It's like me with BAP albums, like talking about things that like go out of print. And then I'm just like the work I did to find Warrior because I got into them and by the time I was able to get my hands on albums like I had money to spend on albums Warrior had already gone out of print and I moved heaven and earth to find that damn album I feel like k-pop stands like as a group have a collector problem and that's the reason that k-pop companies make so much damn money off of us because like I will buy every version of a BTS album just to say I have it. I do that with ATs too. And it's like, I have four copies of the same CD, but like... <laughs> at least the Stray Kids, at least the Stray Kids CDs all look different. Because I was just thinking about the four editions of the uh, In Life album. 
See, like for other groups, I'll just buy one copy and be chill. But like AT's, their last album was three versions and one of them doesn't even come with a photo card. It's like a diary card. And I was at the my local K-pop store and I saw it on the shelf and I looked at my friend. I was like, please tell me not to do this. And he was like, I'm not going to tell you what to do. So guess who came back with it? Because we have oh, no yeah. self-control. <laughs> well, I look at my collection. You know, what's funny is that, you know, I... I don't have every single version for BAP, but I am complete. Like I have every album, right? I don't have every album for BTS, but I have every album for ATs and except for the most recent three, because I still haven't received my set from my best friend. But I'm just like, oh fuck. I have a, like, I'm just like, oh, this is how it's going to be like hey, with all hey my Jay. favorite groups. Hey, and Jay. I'm just, uh, How's that Stray Kids collection coming? It's coming along. You know what? I requested that for my friends for Christmas. Okay. It's coming along. Does anybody else ask for versions of albums for Christmas that you don't necessarily want to pay for, but you want to like finish your collection? Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Yep. That was me. I'm missing um, one of episode two or episode three of the 80s albums. I'm missing the like teal of last year's summer album mm-hmm. and so but they don't print them anymore oh they so don't to, yeah it's a pain in the ass to find them now when did they stop printing because i feel like i bought mine just like six months ago six months ago oh hella i got on top of that one because i definitely didn't overpay for it so like i am still trying to hunt down that album because i will have a full set of 80s photo photo 80s albums if it kills me because we know that there's some sort of hidden message in them now because of the damn hourglass like the hourglass has returned i swear amber i might have to be like can you find this in korea because my got seven collection isn't complete i'm missing albums for sure and i'm be like i know some of these albums are hard to find now and i'm like fuck what are you missing i, I have got seven also <laughs> i have a bunch all of their albums i I'm missing the album that has Lullaby on. Oh, wait, no, that's Eyes on You. Um, the one that has Miracle, that Christmas album. Oh, dude, I found that the other day at my K-pop store. That's the one see. I needed. I don't have, I have Eyes on You. I don't have You Were Calling My Name, which is, I know it's still in print. I can easily get that. But like their older albums, I'm like, shit, I uh, dropped uh, the ball. A word of advice for people, buy the album when it comes out. Because otherwise you're going to pay too much money for yep. it please like just get it please when i move to seoul i'll go back down to myeongdong and scour the shelves because i showed you like they're like floor to ceiling full of albums dude do they sell the bts albums cheaper there a little cheaper not by much though okay because like i was poor about a year ago like severely poor so i'm like behind on my collection because i had to pay bills instead so like (laughs) i mean you guys get robbed in America for albums, so we do. buying them over here is still, like, exponentially cheaper. That's true. Even, like, because um, I asked for the new BTS album for Christmas, and, like, it's $50. Yeah, it's, like, 30 here. Y'all get robbed. It sucks. It's because we pay it. Like, we're willing to pay it. People, like, complain about how much everything costs, but then still buy it anyway, and that's the reason that they can upcharge it. Yep. It's nuts, but we all still do it. We complain and hand over the card. It's like when we buy concert tickets. It's like, 
well, they're so expensive as I plug in my card information. Me with BTS tickets. I'm like, oh, I mean the nosebleeds, but I'm still spending this much money. But you know what? I'm still gonna go. So, I mean, the reason that we all shell out money for albums and shit is the same reason that all these birthday events are successful because people are willing to put their money into these things and collect these cup sleeves. But like, do people actually use those after they get them? I turned some of mine into pots for plants. I What I'm doing with mine is with all the ones that I've collected is I'm making a shadow box of all of the ones that I've collected. Just be like, oh, these are my collection. So I mean, um, I have quite a range of different ones. Just some of them are like, I refuse to circle them because some of them, they'll just give it to you flat. Um, so I'm just like, how, am I, how else am I going to display these? I mean, I still have a bunch I need to send you guys again. Because <laughs> oh I, I cleared one round and I have like 40 more now. But yeah, I mean, it is interesting the way that these work and it'll be even more interesting to see how it develops further in the United States because like we come from a time when none of this existed and in a very short period of time it started happening. So I wonder if there's ever going to be a time where it'll be expansive enough to be to mirror what happens in Korea. I definitely think it would be cool to see because being able to experience that part of fandom over here um, has been really cool and really helped me like understand things a little bit better because it's an option opportunity to interact with Korean fans and kind of like build that camaraderie. It's definitely worth keeping an eye on, but uh we're getting low on time, so maybe we should uh, go ahead and transition back into our uh, underrated artists, which we have not been doing for a number of weeks because we keep talking too much. Can't relate. <laughs> so who's our artist this week? So uh, this week, our chosen artist is P1 Harmony. P1 Harmony is a six-member group under FNC Entertainment. Um, they debuted with their first mini album on October 28th of this year uh, with the title track Siren. So uh, what did you guys think about their their debut track? I wasn't about Siren. I like their other B-sides, though. Um, Ikochi, um, That's It, I think is what it's called in English, and Nemonade. Like, I vibed so hard with those two tracks. Siren, like, don't hate me, but it sounded like it was like an SM cast-off song. Um, yeah, I have to agree. I mean, I like Siren. I thought the music video was uh, what enhanced the song a lot more better. But I did also gravitate towards That's It and Nemonade a little bit more off the album when listening to them. So they are the uh, only the second boy group to debut for FNC with uh, SF9 being the first one. Um, we not count CN Blue? They were, I mean... They were a band, technically. So, like, if you're just talking about straight boy groups that do all the dancing and the singing and stuff, CN Blue is more is a band. But yes, okay, CN Blue, yeah, CN Blue is also part of of F- FNC. Um, I with Siren anyway. I like it, but I like I like the darker, more intense concepts as it is. So, like, it did catch my attention initially, but I do think where their strength is in this debut is in the b-sides of their album because a lot of times when you see a new group debut they have like 
they put so much focus on the the debut title track itself that like the rest of the album kind of falls by the wayside and i think a sign of like a really strong group debut is having a good title track and you know a full album that backs it up and that's not an easy thing to do no i definitely agree i just when it comes to their sound i think it's it's their freshman album i don't think they're quite where they need to be yet you know i feel like they're just trying to like you know they're like in the waters they're testing it out um definitely when i was listening to siren they were very reminiscent of an older k-pop group called madtown in terms of and i was just like oh my god madtown vibes i you know what i can get with this i like it because i loved madtown's previous work but it's still like they're trying to traverse like they just came out of the gate there we need more rip madtown so many people these days would have no idea who that is I know. They got sucked into the bubble that is third gen K-pop. Rip. But overall, I think I think P1 Harmony is one we definitely got to pay attention to because while their debut track does bring mixed reviews, the, the B-sides are really strong. And I think once they are able to find their sound a little bit more, uh, I think we could expect some really good stuff out of them. I will say with P1 Harmony um, that I've been hearing, like I've been seeing a lot go around for them. So they're like, you know, it's not like, oh, they're going to be a group that's just going to be brushed aside. Like, no, a lot of people are talking about them a lot. They're on people's radars. And so I think it's just like, please don't leave just yet because this is a group that does have the potential to be a really strong group in the future. Yeah, and it's true that we, you know, only have a debut album so far. So there is still a lot more that can be done um, as far as like the group's growth and such. Um, But I definitely agree. I feel like even if you didn't listen to their debut track, somewhere on social media, you've probably seen something about P1 Harmony. Like they're not falling to the wayside. I think we just got to wait and see. Um, They got to marinate a little more. It's like a couple of us with like, well, I don't want to speak for everyone. It's like when with me, with TXT, like I hated their debut. I was like, what the fuck is this basic K-pop bullshit? But then they marinated and found their sound. And like, I love their stuff now. And I think it's the same we need to do with P1 Harmony. It's like, I don't necessarily hate their debut stuff, but I think like, they need to be time tested before the jury can make a make a decision. I agree on all fronts, especially about TXT. Um, other also, it's just like I also like want to. I hope that what P One Harmony does is that they do take their time to like for whatever next album they take their time with it, but obviously not too long because. I don't want them to put out something that's rushed to to stay relevant. Like, I mean, I get it. There is like a, a, a window of time where like, if we don't do anything, we might lose the relevancy. But if you put out something too quick, you know, it's, it might be like all this anticipation for this debut. And then I don't want, like, I really hope that there's follow-up doesn't, you know, live up to the expectation if anything take the time that you need and because I'm invested like I'm here for it I just 
really, really want you to do well. So please don't rush too much into releasing your follow-up albums. All right. I think that we are good to wrap up today. So any final comments? Uh, stay safe. Always, yep. As always, stay safe. Wear your mask. Um, I know it's colder in a lot of places, so stay bundled up as much as possible. Don't get sick. And listen to P1 Harmony. All of what Jay just said. Um, also, keep an eye on the website. We've got some special surprises coming up for you guys very soon. Yeah, definitely keep track. We got some pretty cool things in the works right now. Um, and be sure to follow us on social media for all updates with those. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Craze Magazine. Um, we're very excited for some of the stuff we have coming up in the future. All right, so this has been the CrazeCast, and we will see you all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.